So, what does it take to launch and run an Amada Senior Care franchise? Well, find out on another episode of We Are Amada. I'm Marcos Mora. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of We Are Amada. This is a very special episode for me with our special guest, Greg Getchell. Now, Greg, back in 2015, he had been at Johnson & Johnson Trivascular for a very long time as a sales rep, and he decided it was time to start his own business. And thankfully, he found Amada Senior Care. Now, let me take you back to to, uh, 2015. We started franchising in 2012, and in 2012, we had our two first franchise partners, Robert Christensen and Ken Jensen. In 2013, we added amazing folks, folks like Andre and Cindy Pegas here in California and others. But in 2015, we only had maybe 20 or 30 franchise partners, something like that. So for Greg to take the risk that he did to join Amada Senior Care after an amazing career with Johnson & Johnson, TriVascular, and all the respect he had in those companies, it was a big, huge step. So when I get to interview guys like Greg who have built their businesses for almost 10 years now, it's just such a treat for me. So in this episode, you'll hear what Greg went through to be able to grow his business in the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. What was it like to leave the warmth and comfort of a company like Johnson & Johnson TriVascular to do his own thing, the difficulties he went through, and what's next for Greg. So welcome to the episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Here's our interview with Greg Getchell. Enjoy it. Looks like we're just going live here. We're also live on LinkedIn. Live, live, not just like we are live on LinkedIn right now. Uh, So this is kind of fun. This is the first interview we've done live on LinkedIn and also for our podcast. We have a very special guest here today, which is Greg Getchell, our franchise partner in Minnesota. He was actually, uh, you know, the movie We Are Legend. That was Greg. Greg was the first franchise partner to break the great state of Minnesota back in 2015. I'm also joined here by Amada founder Tafa Jefferson. Say hi, Tafa. There's my sign. That's it right there. Hey, guys. How's it going? (laughs) Tafa was not scheduled to be here, but he decided to jump in and be here in the interviews, which is great. So it's awesome. So, uh, Super, Greg, everybody. Good to be here. That? Yeah, thank Glad you for to being be here. here on the show. Now, here's what I remember, Greg, and, and this is maybe how I remember this. This is 2015. We must have had 20 franchise partners. Maybe, I mean, it must have been... I'd say somewhere between 12 to 20. Some, something like that. Do you remember, Greg? You must have been... Yeah, no, I think, I think you were in the 20s by then. And keep in mind... You know, I did my Discover Day July 2015, uh-huh. uh, June, July, and signed. I actually signed on my birthday, July 31st, 2015. Wow. I remember vividly. Well, here's day. what I remember about you, and you tell me if I'm wrong about this. There's a lot of nerves when somebody's joining a modest senior care or starting a business or doing something crazy, right? And at that point, we had maybe 20 entrepreneurs that were already franchise partners. I kind of remember you being kind of smooth going through. Not really, you had your questions, you kind of went through it, but you kind of had your resolve. Um, I just remember you just just knowing what you wanted to do. Was that just the facade? Were you shaking in your boots or were you really just going, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm in, I'm, let's go. So I think I had come to the realization just through conversation before I met, met the team live on that discovery day for, for me, when we had maybe been there an hour or two and my wife, Joyce, who was, and, and this is normal. I think there's, uh, you know, w- you know, she's asking all the right questions. 
you want to do what? You want to quit your job and start a <laughs> do a startup? What is this Amada Senior Care? And there was some there was some real deep discussions even just to get her to agree to come. And I think that step for her once she agreed to get on the plane was a, was a huge one, right? And once we met yourself and Chad and Tafa, you actually weren't there that day. You were there later in the uh, week. Tafa or Chad? No, no Tafa. Ta- yeah. Oh, it was Chad. That's what it was. It was Chad that was that would normally had done the discovery day. Oh, and Tafa and so was I think there for Got us. It. And maybe it was the right fit for Joyce too. Tafa, I'll never forget when you talked to Joyce about her mission work in Haiti. Yeah. And how you and I know you describe this to this day. How what we do is. It's like a mission. It's like, what? what's the word you use? Well, I, I, I tell everybody this it's is a ministry. ministry. It's a ministry yeah. is what it is. Yep. And, and I, I remember sitting at the table, like, you know, one office over. And I remember uh, the context of the meeting was, hey, I want to bring my wife in. She has a lot of questions. And as we started discussing our corporate values and what's important to us as an organization, you know, we're a very mission driven organization, meaning that we serve other people. I mean, that's how we ultimately get paid is we work with families and seniors and we, you know, serve their needs during a time of need, during a time of crisis, as, as you know, if, if you want to get technical about it. Yeah. But I, I, I do remember that resonating with Joyce and there was a connection there. And, and, you know, sometimes when we have people come in and they're looking at this opportunity to get involved with the business, it's about core values. It's about fit. Right. You know, and if you and if you're driven by the compassion to serve other people, the revenue, the profits, everything else follows, right? So you got to want to do this for the right reasons. And I remember you were kicking the tires, and we ended up going out to lunch, and we spent some time with your wife. And I think we kind of resolved some of the concerns and the questions that she she had around, you know, Greg, who are you who are you looking to do business with, right? And so for me, I, I remember that discovery day as if it was yesterday, and uh, we're so glad that you and Joyce decided to pull the trigger and come on board. So it's been a it's been a wonderful yeah. ride, and we're looking forward to many more years of of, of serving a family. So it's been great. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll tell you one other memory I have from that discovery day. The the yacht was in full swing, and we all went out <laughs> on on the yacht that night for discovery. And I met a bunch more. I think that's when I met Jared. And you know who was on the boat that night it was Tim Ballard oh, with what's his organization, right. Underground Railroad. Wow. And that was the first yeah. I'd ever heard of him. He literally has a movie opening. Well, he, yep. his story, yeah. that movie's well, opening this weekend. And for those of you who don't know, Tim Ballard is the founder of uh, Underground Railway, which is a uh, organization that is fighting against uh, sex slavery uh, throughout the world. And uh, there was a time, actually, that we they had some office space here with us that Tafa yeah. was so nice to be able to grant them to be able to do some operations from here. And we were just so excited. And then they came on the boat and did a fundraiser with us. Yeah, we helped raise money. Amazing, that, amazing organization. Yeah. Wow, that, that's funny. I, I, I We've, again, getting back to serving others yeah. and our core values, it's like, you know, I, I'm so proud of what Tim has built. He's just partnered with Mel Gibson and Ashton Kutcher and, and, and a lot of folks. And the movie's coming out in about two weeks. No, next week. No, I it's, think it's, it's out. Oh, no, I think it's, it's this out. weekend. Yeah. No, it's, it just came yeah. out. With the visa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It's out. So I can't wait to go see it. And um, it's so proud of the work that they're doing because they're really uh, focusing in on, 
saving children, right? Yeah. Stopping this this craziness. I don't want to get too far off track with, with, yeah, yeah, with no, that, no. but but anyhow, the long and the short of it is is there again is an example of us, you know, looking to serve other people and and the amount of success and the uh, wonderful work that Tim and his group is doing it. I'm just, I'm so incredibly proud and blessed to be to play a small part in that, but we want to continue to spread the word and, and, and have everybody who's logged in, go out and see the movie this, this next week. So absolutely got to support that. So, okay. Back to Greg. So this is 2015. You'd had a amazing career in neurovascular medical sales companies like J and J and describe what was going on at the time that, you, you decided to take a step so drastic to some of quitting this amazing career that you've built and all this cash that you had with the corp, with corporate America and people knew you. What was going through your life that you decided that this is the time to start a business? So I had gotten to the point where, number one, I'd worked for a couple different startups that had gone through acquisitions. And one of the startups had been bought by J&J. And you know, in, any of those of us that have worked in pharmaceutical sales or med device working for a smaller company as compared to one of the big corporate 500. Uh, it's just a different feel, right? And, and that's all well and good, but I actually was seeking more of that startup feel. And shortly after, well, no, I'd say shortly, it was three years, I moved to another startup um, and quickly moved into sales management. And f- for me, just the overall pace of being a sales manager for a med device company traveling a third of the U.S. I had the 12 central states in the U.S. from Minnesota down to Texas. And I had young kids. I had young kids. I was making great money, but I was never home. I mean, by never home, I was gone three out of four weeks, three to four nights of the week. And I just felt this draw to want to be home with my family more as my kids were, you know, in that kind of six through I'd have to do the math at the time. My oldest daughter just graduated from college, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was 2015. It's been forever. Yeah, so they were in those younger years. So I kind of decided I wanted to set my sights on doing something local and meaningful. And at the point at that point in time i thought it was maybe going to be a, a a job change i i had a background in marketing before moving into sales those marketing positions tend to be rooted in a you know an office and there's plenty of med device opportunities here in the twin cities but at that same time that i was soul searching and considering a change and realizing that the pace of sales management and covering you know, and traveling all the time wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I came across Amada. I think like a lot of us, I'm, I'm going to say it almost certainly was was the LinkedIn, hey, check us out, call, you call and talk to, t- to Tim Valencia. Yeah. And then of course, the phone rings the next week, and then the week <laughs> after, and he keeps kind of planting those seeds and pinging yep. you back and have you thought more about it. And um, I will tell you some interest. I've told you both this story before. But of course, back then, it was a short list that, you know, Amada franchise owners. And of course, we've all admired, we've all heard Ken Jensen's success stories. Who was the the second franchisee of Amada. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So you'd heard a lot of stories about Ken and and Robert Christensen, the first franchise partner and all these guys, right? Right. And I won't mention name, I won't mention all the names, but I will tell you that I went on the website and I just started calling offices because I'm like, okay, let's get the real story. These are the superstars. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I talked to a franchise owner who was ha- honestly having a very tough go 
Mm. And his market had, it was rural, more poor, very little long-term care insurance. But to hear him, so, so there's that side of the story, but then to hear him say, Greg, I've never believed more in what we're doing and in the management team and in Chad and Tafa. And I know that this is, I'm going to be successful, but I will wow. say that he was not, you know, like a Ken Jensen out of the gate growing and growing. It was this slow, methodical, build the business, figure out what works, but he had no regrets. And that for me was as, as important a conversation to have than the conversations I had with the guys that were, you know, doing great. Um, I remember talking just a few offhand. I, I called, I talked to Colin Priest at the time who, you know, is, has moved on, but um, Jay Mann and Kevin Fair and just some of those guys that have been, well, obviously been here longer than me. And it was universally this just belief in, in the management team, the message. Um, we, we all know the opportunities there in senior care, right? You can look at the numbers, but I see some other home care agency franchise groups that post COVID now are starting to open offices here. Mm -hmm. And and I meet, I try, I reach out to these people. I want, we all work together and collaborate. We mm -hmm. compete, yes, but I don't know of any other senior care franchise group uh, that has the support system that we do from, from our management and ownership team. Great. That, that, that means a lot. That Thank means you. a lot to us That's because. Amazing. You know, here's the deal is one thing that I, I take great pride in is is that the fact that we're walking the walk with our franchise partners, you know. And so that relationship between the franchisee and the franchisor, sometimes it can be strained depending on what system that you're in. But um, with us, it's like we, we take great pride in working the business. And so we're never going to not want to provide great customer service. And we understand that at the end of the day, our customers are our franchise partners and our caregivers, you know, and if we take care of our franchisees and our caregivers, they take great care of our, our clients, right? Uh, but no, that means a lot to us. And, and, you know, again, we take great pride in working the business. So it's we're not the franchise system that's not, you know, we have a corporate store, mm -hmm. right? So we have the employees. We understand what's going on. We like to hey, keep you know how hard it is. Yeah, it's yeah. a grind, yeah. you know? So it's not easy. This business is not easy. I tell everybody, I try to scare them off when they get here. <laughs> 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 and and speaking of, of how hard it is, Greg, I was speaking to Rob Story and Rob Story uh, in Indiana was saying, you know, he spends 25 years at CVS and that's actually the, the previous episode right before yours is Rob Story. And he quit CVS and he says, I was working so hard. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't agree with the corporate policies anymore. And he says, and then I start Amada and I've never worked harder. He said, it was just insanity. He said, the first year was a year of no sleep. He says, it was just so yeah. hard. But then he said, but I'd never been happier. I was working my tail off. I was scared to death. We were going crazy trying to, trying to get business. But he said, I was, I was, I had never been happier. So, and I, not, I wanted to find out from you, what was that first year like? This is 2015 uh, to 2016, roughly. And you, and, and I think you had to go through really licensing. a year later that, yeah. And, yeah. and of course there's licensing in that process. And so it was, it wasn't until really May, 2016, when we had opened our office, rented some temporary office space. Oh, but back to Rob. You know, he's he's up catching walleye in northern Minnesota this, this week. This is uh, our our first franchise partner, Robert Christensen. Yeah. No, 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 Rob. Uh, um, oh, Rob story. Oh, Rob story. story. Oh, Rob story yeah. is in Alaska right now. Minnesota. Oh, in Minnesota. Story. Oh, no way. Yeah. And, and I know Rob story. And one thing Rob has said to me, because um, Rob just got married, right? He had a wedding a few months ago, 
and he is working hard still, but he loves doing what he's doing. He loves going to the office. It's rewarding. Um, I've talked a bunch with Rob, um, not to go down too deep, you know, different paths here, but we did just get on the VA contract here in Minnesota as of June oh. 1st. Uh, and we're still navigating that referral process and we're in the system, but we're not in the system. It's like let, there's let a few me, more Let steps. me tell the folks that are that are listening right now, we do a lot of work with the Veterans Administration taking care of our veterans and also surviving spouses of veterans, which is some of the most amazing work that we do. Uh, and I think, uh, Tafa, there's a large amount of our revenues that come from helping our veterans. You know, it's uh, we're, we're primarily we're a private pay organization. The vast majority of our, our revenue comes from the private pay segment. The second is long-term care insurance. But right there in close third or fourth is our, our the work that we do with the VA. And there's two programs. There's the VA aid and attendance program. And then there's the homebound program. So um, as uh, some of the franchisees get plugged into that those local contracts that are awarded through the various visits throughout the country. It's a great uh, block of business to pick up and, and augment, you know, uh, or kind of diversify your business mix. So, you know, it's, it's it's a great block of business. And, you know, you always feel great about servicing uh, our veterans. So, it's, so yeah. So, wonderful. Greg, back to you. Tell the, I just wanted the audience to know what, how the VA is so important to us. So you just got your uh, contracted there with your local VA uh, hospital. I I did, and 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 I and I do want to get back to your first question as well. No, you, I know you will. Yeah, yeah, Rob. yeah. But no, no. Let's talk VA. So what's interesting, and I've come across this statement two or three times now. People will say, if you know the VA, your local VA office. If you know one VA, you know one VA. Meaning they're all different. They all yeah. contract differently. Um, the VA in Minnesota, up until two years ago, three years ago, might have been 2020, uh, they only contracted with, and this isn't the aid in attendance, right? That's its own benefit. But through their contracted homebound services for service providers, you had to be a Medicare certified home health agency. Okay. And that's obviously was not a path I was planning to go down. And I saw all along, I've seen this huge need for service for those veterans. There there aren't, in my opinion, even now enough companies servicing those veterans. Uh, but it was a two-year process for me when, when I finally decided or heard. So, so 2021, well, two and a half. So, uh, but yeah, we just got on contract. Um, wow. And the group that contracts through our local office is United Healthcare through a subsidiary called Optum. And I think that's common in the Midwest. Um, so we'll see. I still have to go through the process of making sure we're when a VA discharge planner, nurse, case manager, rather, is looking at a list of providers. We're, we're on contract. It's been signed. We have a quote unquote live date of June 1st, but we're not showing up in the system yet. So it's yeah, kind of navigating that yeah. that process of Congrats, being able to actually man. take on a patient. Thank you. Thank but you. It was yeah. a, a two and a half year call cycle. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and even at that, the local group, of course, they're they're throwing us to this other contracting partnership that they use. Um, but yeah, more to follow. I know there's some agencies and Rob Stories and, and his partner Greg Greg Farley. Um, you know, they're one that do a ton of of the uh, service a lot of vets as part of their business model. That's great. That's yeah, great. and they, they're amazing. They, they, you know, and you, you will go back to that first year and tell people how hard it was. But I'll tell you, every time we do these podcast interviews, especially having Tafa here with me, I know Tafa shares the same feeling. I don't think we ever imagined back in 2012, maybe you did, I don't know, that our franchise partners would be who they are. I don't know how to say this. Like, And, and I'm not, not just because you're here, Greg, but 
it's just amazing. The, the, the caliber and the people that we have in our family of, of Amada, and it is, it is a business, and, but man, it's just, when I think about you and Rob's story and all the folks that you've mentioned, yeah. we are so lucky that, yeah. Yeah. and I don't know how we've done this attracting well, of each I, other, I but think, it's, it's freaking amazing. I think, honestly, a lot of it has to do with, first off, you, you wanna be able to work, you know, go to work and enjoy what you do, right? Uh, but also enjoy the people that you work with. So, you know, we have a pretty, uh, in-depth screening process so it's we, we always look at skill set but greg when you came in we did a personality test right we want to know what, what's what's the makeup of these of these candidates that are coming to us and we weigh we put a lot of weight into that and so as as i shared earlier we're a very uh, value-based driven organization um, and so if that value match aligns with what we're trying to do it just it just makes it a lot easier so fortunately with us we get to pick and choose the people that we work with and do in large part by our, our, our wonderful team that's you know marcus you have, have a lot to do with that uh, and picking our franchise partners but you know when we identify the skill set that's the first part of it second part of it is do they have the financial means to, to, to give us enough runway to get them to be successful and then third most importantly, it's like, are they going to be a good culture fit for us? So, you know, that's uh, something that we need to always take into consideration and, 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 and continue to monitor. Love that. Uh, Greg, first year, how hard was yeah. that? And again, first year for me is we signed, you know, that, that build up and decision process to sign a franchise agreement, you know, form a corporation, figure out some financing. Um, that was 2015, but then it wasn't until... March of 2016 that we got our license. And at that point, that that's when, and I, by the way, and I, I think to me, it's important that I, I made a clean break from corporate. I wasn't going to dance, you know, on both sides of the fence, yeah. Try, yeah. trying to, you know, hold on to my corporate job another six months or a year until I built my Amada business up to where you know, I felt like I could quit, right? Because to me, you're you're shooting yourself in both feet if you're doing that. You're not being fair to your employer. You're not certainly not being fair to yourself in, in your new business venture. Um, and so for me, it was I when I got that license, I, I within a week I resigned from from my company and just plunged headfirst. Now. March, April, really wasn't until May that I felt ready to start marketing. And it was maybe April, I think we were doing some interviewing and following the, the Amada playbook, right? You want to hire 10 caregivers before you go out marketing. Yeah. I will say this too, May, June, July, it wasn't until August that year that I signed my first client. Yeah. So it's, it is not something you can step into and expect you're gonna turn on, flip a switch and start taking care of clients right away. You need to earn the, the, the respect. You need that, you know, top, we taught you talk about that farmer mentality of going out, planting seeds, showing up again the next week or month or whatever that time frame is. And I will tell you those first two years, there were people I thought, oh, they just don't trust me. We've never gotten a referral. And then two years in, I'll get a phone call from a social worker and sure enough, you know, they're like, Greg, we hear so many good things about Amada and I got a client for you. And and so just know that that very much is true. The planting the seeds and the watering and the constant, mm -hmm. you can't give up on any referral source because, and, and they do hear through, through the grapevine. Um, so I'm just amazed sometimes even now at places I thought were gonna be these big referral sources that aren't but they do know me, they do know Amada, they like us, they respect us, 
And now that two things, now that we're part of the VA, that's going to get us some more oh, sure. processes yeah. and referrals. Right. Uh, and then, of course, the long-term care insurance strategy and messaging. And it's not just strategy and messaging. It's becoming that expert, your local expert. Um, I, I was on a call this morning with a, a daughter whose dad is back in the hospital, 87 years old. He's was on claim with long-term care insurance. And Ma, finally, he and mom just were not, they were kind of fed up with the, the agency they were using at the time. And they quit, they quit services. But I was able to have a conversation with the daughter this morning, let her know, pending a review of the policy, it's likely that that elimination period, that once he starts care, hopefully with us here in a couple of weeks, the, the policy should kick right back in and turn on. Uh, but I'm a huge proponent and believer in that strategy of becoming that long-term care insurance consultant in your market. Um, I do a lot of marketing to financial planners, elder law attorneys, um, and insurance people. Although, Tafa, you, you can attest that they're not all open to the conversation. <laughs> Bankers, yeah. my backyard. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of people that are. Just to kind of finish this thought, there was a yeah. group called uh, the Financial Service Providers of Minnesota, FSP. It is a national organization. They struggled through COVID and they just had their final, we had our final meeting in May, okay? But take note of this. In February, they had their first in-person event, which is a lunch with a CE talk since COVID, since March or February, 2020. And that first in-person meeting, they invited me to present. Wow. Awesome. And and we had 50 attendees. These guys are all older. I'll use the term dinosaur. These are the <laughs> guys you want to look for. You want that insurance financial planner that's got clients into their 70s, 80s, 90s, mm -hmm. right? You can network and talk to somebody in their 20s and 30s, but their book of business, they're not likely to have as many clients. Uh, but anyways, throughout th from that meeting, I was then invited to coffee and met with a gentleman who works for a, a group called Foster's Klima. They're a guardian, part of the guardian insurance group. Does that ring a bell, Tafa? Yeah, guardian insurance. Yeah. Um, they have 30,000. They have a base of 30,000 clients in I don't know how many different states. And they've invited me to come in November and present to their leadership team the importance of long-term care insurance and understanding how it can be utilized. That's awesome. So That's amazing. Yeah. That's and that, for, for a lot of folks that may not know, uh, and, and you can learn more about a differentiation with long-term care insurance as you're going through the discovery process, but it is a huge differentiation between us and all the other home care companies in the United States. And Greg, thank you for, for mentioning that. It's, it's been a, a big, big part of actually Tafa's life a journey of, of yeah. uh, cracking yeah. that referral source yeah. too. Chipping chip wood every day. That's right. Yeah. So Greg, uh, you now are in your uh, 16 to 23. That is, uh, am I making math seven. right? Seven years. I guess seventh year, which is crazy, seventh crazy year. to think. So uh, we've gone through COVID. We've gone through the reduction in people willing to work. So I wanted you to talk about that because so many people looking at a model right now say, well, but here's one thing is, I don't know if I want to be in a business that your product is hiring people, right? We need to have a lot of caregivers. Uh, and we see nationwide, the number of people coming back to work is increasing every single week. Uh, every week, it's crazy because we track it. Every week we're hiring more and more and more. Tell us about you out there in Minnesota. What has it been like 
after COVID, being able to hire enough caregivers yeah. to service our clients? It was hard. And then it became what felt almost impossible. Mm -hmm. And I mean, all of 2022 was really, really a struggle. And then all of a sudden, and I don't know, it, it was almost like, you know, the faucet turned on and, yeah. and, and it wasn't yeah. until, but it, and it, for, for me, just thinking back and looking at hiring numbers, there were some months in this winter, December, January, February, where we, we barely hired, you know, maybe two or three caregivers in a month. And now we're on pace. Uh, my target is 12, 12 caregivers a month, three a week. We had six new hires Memorial Day weekend. We did a Saturday orientation. Wow. My recruiter, bless her, Candace, was like, you know what? I got all these people that want to come on a Saturday. I'm like, by all means. So we are very much seeing an increase in applicants and new hires and orientees. And I, I won't go too deep into the challenge of just because they, they get hired doesn't mean, but, but it's a constant. Same, same with your referrals, right? You need to have this constant stream of referrals because some turn into clients and some don't. And I feel very good about our hiring stream right now for, for a solid two or three, maybe four months where we're finally, when I get asked the question, what's your, what's your availability? Can you start a client? Can you start a 24 seven? We're ready right now. We are ready to take on new clients. And I will say it's been a busy week for us of referrals. And again, I get a lot of these kind of kicking the tires. Can you help me with long-term care insurance? Uh, but a good number of those do eventually turn into clients. But I mean, I've got, let's see, I've got two intakes tomorrow, one Monday and two on Wednesday, the day after the fourth. That's awesome. But I will say this was a dry, it was a dry winter for me. And going back to 2022, that challenge of getting the referral and sweat, you know, beat a sweat forming because we, we were having trouble hiring. It, it was not, well, for anybody owning a business or yeah. just being part of, it was, it was, it was worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. I think I'm glad to hear you talk nationwide because it definitely is true in, in our market that people are applying and showing up for interviews yeah. and coming through training. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. We just had the franchise forum call. And, and what that is, is a, a, a monthly call that we do uh, each month internally. It's kind of our state of the union call. And I was really pleased because we're ahead of pace with regards to we set some pretty big goals as far as our uh, employee headcount nationally with our footprint. And we're we're, we're on pace to, to uh, blow out our goal. You know, I think this last month we hired uh, over a thousand employees nationally. So if, if if we continue to do that at a steady clip, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna meet our goal. So yeah, we're slightly ahead of pace. Yeah, yeah. Here's a here's a hard number for you. We ran payroll on Monday for the prior two weeks. We had six new caregivers on payroll. That's great. You know, listen. I, I think one thing that's interesting about this new world that we're in where we went through you know a lot of people just not working and all the biden checks that were out there and you didn't have to pay your rent you didn't have to pay your mortgage that's going away people have to work again but i think what it's done for us is kind of like the the refiners stone or whatever they call that we, we refined us into becoming better employers better retention better recruiting people uh placing better value on the uh caregivers i hear a lot of franchise partners upgraded their recruiting team 
Like they have to become better recruiters. Sales. It's actually yeah. sales. Yeah. You know, you, you really want to sell the value of what makes our organization different. And the, the biggest value is we, we think like caregivers. I mean, the company was started by a caregiver, right? And so we, we always want to make sure that that messaging is tight. And we also want to make sure that when we go out to recruit caregivers, that they're joining our family. So again, you know, we take care of our caregivers and in turn, they take great care of our clients. I mean, that's, that's basically the messaging, but it, it has no doubt been very competitive over the last year or so, but we're starting to see this this um, this ease that, that uh, we experienced in previous years that hasn't been with us. So I think we're just kind of coming out of the COVID fog, particularly with regards to our, our, our ability to hire good candidates, you know, and, and one thing that we always make certain of is we, we're not just going to hire a warm body. You know, we want to make sure that we're protecting our, our, our patient, uh, our client census and, and making sure that we're going through the correct screening process to bring on the right candidates to take great care of our clients. So, Greg, we've kept you here for about an hour. So tell us this. Uh, you were in a lot of these folks that are watching this or listening to this podcast. They're wondering if they should do this. Uh, you you were in their seats uh, back in 2015. Uh, you've had a tremendous amount of experience. Uh, you're an old dog now already in home care. <laughs> what would you say to somebody who's uh, thinking about making the jump? What's your advice? Well, my, my advice would be, yeah, make sure your wife's on board. <laughs> Which is, um, listen, we are laughing. Advice. That's yeah. huge. Really good advice. Not just so you can do it, but you can continue doing it later. Right. When things get hard, if your spouse is not in, that's going to be impossible love that and for me for me for joyce and myself my wife and i we made the decision that she was not going to be part of the operations of the business she's going to be moral support now i say that just last winter she started doing our invoicing and wow. and some bookkeeping because she has that skill set and but but it's you know that can be somewhat a step back separated from the internal day-to-day -day grind of, of operations and in and, and running a home care. Uh, but that being said, you do need to be on the same page with your spouse. I would also say um, you can't come into this as a sole operator and, and do everything. You can't be a marketing and ops person. I mean, maybe you can for a handful of clients, but really be thinking through that next step of who you're gonna hire. Is it gonna be you running operations and somebody else marketing? Do you have a business partner? Is that business partner, uh, I'd, I'd be very hesitant to, you know, just a friendship. And I see a lot of, we see a lot of these friendships. We were talking about Rob's story, his business partner, Greg Farley, they're lifelong yeah, Greg, friends. Yeah, they are. But know that that's a huge, can be a huge stress on a relationship. Yeah, I, I could, could go into a, a more of the backstory. I almost had a, a high school, very close friend of mine come into partnership. He never got on the plane. Yeah, the partnerships are hard. Day. You know, you <laughs> mentioned something so, that I, oh, really? I do remember that. I do remember that, yeah. Hey, and I was in Salt Lake City on a, on a flight change and my wife finally looks at me. She's like, where is Jim? I'm like, Oh, by the way, he's not coming. That's I thought it was a I thought it was a matter of speech. You're saying he literally didn't get on the plane. No, literally, literally missed like, this flight and was like, I'm out. And in hindsight, I mean that I can't imagine our. I mean, and they we're actually having them over tonight. Um, but but back make sure he listens to this podcast. <laughs> right. You know, should you do this? I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe you shouldn't. And if you think this is going to be easy, and you think that. You know, if you think you can come into this 
working another job, I'd say don't do it. Wait till you're ready to make that break. Yeah. But absolutely, if you look at this and you've come and, and oh, do that please. discovery day, um, I think hands there down is. you're going to see what a great team. You guys, Marcos, Tafa, the rest of the management, ownership team, I mean, you're in this for the right reasons and you believe. And I, I became a believer as soon as I, I met met you guys. Like I say, it's easy to look at this on paper and see the opportunity, but know that it is not easy to, to build a business, start from scratch. Maybe you're coming into a market that has another Amada office. When I opened my Amada, nobody heard of Amada Senior Care. But if you're if you're in this for the right reasons and you are ready to, to make a change and make that commitment, um, you got to come into this 100%. You can't come into this with doubts, but know that there's a huge opportunity in senior care and Amada. Amada has a great business model and a great management leadership team and that whole franchise family. You know, you mentioned Rob's story. I mean, we talk all the time, help each other out, pick up the phone. It's It really is a family that way. And I would say if if you're looking for an opportunity in senior care to own a senior care franchise, I can't think of a better one uh, to be part of. Man, that is so nice of you. Thank you so much for for that endorsement. We couldn't be more proud to have you in the family. Excited to be, we'll be seeing you in Nashville coming up here for our annual conference, which would be amazing. So thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Toph, any last words? No, I think that's great advice. Thanks, Getch. You know, uh, my takeaway is some of the advice that I've given franchise partners is, you know, you want to be uh, careful with regards to working with family, obviously. Um, I made that decision a long time ago to, you know, separate church and state, you know, with my wife. And it, ser- it served me well because I don't want to bring the stresses of the everyday, you know, interactions that I need to have in the business and bring that home. Because uh, when I'm at home, uh, I'm home, you know, and when I'm at work, I'm at work, you know, so. Uh, that's great advice. And then also, you can't be in both worlds trying to run a business and, and be an employee uh, elsewhere because, you know, if you really take a look at it, you're cheating your your, your business. And you're also cheating the employer of the time that, that, that you know, you need to give your, your, your attention to where your feet are, right? And so if you're in the business, be in the business. And, and but that's not to say that, you know, uh, franchisees can't transition out of their roles. I mean, I, I think that's a healthy thing to do. But if you're going into this business with a plan B, um, you're most likely going to fail. So you got to give the business the attention that it needs. And, um, you know, you, you give it half half of your attention, you get half half of the results. So uh, thank you guys for sharing that info, yeah. uh, your time with Thanks, us. Thanks, Marcos really and Tafa. Hey, everybody that's uh, on with us live on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for watching. For those of you who are listening to this podcast, thank you as well. If you want to continue your discovery process with Amada Senior Care, you know where to find us. Go to your email, just type in Amada, you'll have emails from us. If you haven't inquired yet, just go to amadaseniorcare.com and you'll be able to learn more there. And uh, as always, uh, what's amazing about our, our franchise partners is I believe that if you reach out to Greg and you want to learn more about him, that Greg would be welcome to, that you would welcome folks to reach out to you and learn more about your Absolutely. experience. Is that correct? All right. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks for being on the live. Greg, we'll see you later. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You got it.